there is a social component. So think of it from that perspective. We're coming to these communities, improving these buildings and letting families live there for a very long time, families or singles, whatever it is. We want people to come to our properties and enjoy living there for a long time. We want to have long-term tenants. So there is social aspect to that as well. If you're all about building wealth, saving on taxes, beautifying communities, and doing it in a very long and slow process, then this is for you. But think about that, educate yourself, and take action. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Five Talents Podcast. I'm your host, Abel Pacheco. I interview the top commercial real estate investors and industry experts so you can learn from their experiences. So if you're an investor, a high W2 earner or real estate or tech sales professional that wants to invest in real estate without having to manage properties or leave your day job, then this podcast is for you. Or if you're already investing in real estate, but you're doing it part-time and you wanna become a full-time multifamily or full-time commercial real estate investor, this podcast is for you too. You're gonna learn a ton. You will learn from real life multifamily investors and other professionals in the industry. They're gonna share their blueprints for success and I'm super excited that you're here. So I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, hello. My name is Abel Pacheco. Welcome to the Five Talents Podcast, where we talk about commercial real estate, financial freedom, and a lot of other topics. I'm super excited today to have Miss Alina Trigo. Alina, thank you very much for joining us today. It's awesome having you. Abel, it's my pleasure. I'm really excited to be on your podcast. Thanks for inviting me. Yes. Well, I've, I've watched Alina, Miss Alina Trigum for some time and she is, you know, really out there from a, you know, a social perspective. I've seen her podcast interviews. I've really been intrigued by, you know, just her ability to kind of put things together very quickly. In the last six years, she's the founder and managing partner of Samo Financial. She is also really running the private equity firm that specializes and helping a group of you know individual passive investors really figure out how to unlock the magic of commercial real estate, and she's got a number of you know really expertise points. I'm going to have her talk a little bit about passive investing, how to get started with self-directed IRAs, 401ks, because she brings a lot of expertise helping people from her accounting and tax background that I'll, I'll let her explain as well. Uh, but she's invested in over 1,200 apartment doors. She's invested in a $10 million fund for self-storage, another $10 million fund on mobile home parks. And she's just, you know, really does a lot of things to help passive investors, you know, along the way. So I'm super excited. If you're not someplace driving, if you're near a pen and a piece of paper, I would definitely get one out. This is going to be a good one. Take some notes if you're trying to figure out how to invest passively. So Alina, let me turn it over to you. Tell us a little bit about yourself and, and what you're doing today. That'd be awesome. Sure, Abel. Yeah, no, I, absolutely. I started my journey uh, about six, seven years ago, and it was really all connected to my prior tax background and tax education. So back 20 years ago, when I graduated with a degree in accounting and started working as a tax accountant, you know, I never really enjoyed that. I tried public and I tried private, and then I left it and switched completely to a different field to information technology, where I worked for almost 20 years until recently. But over these years, while working in IT, 
as my husband's and my career were, were growing, so is where our tax bracket. And I kept thinking back as a former tax accountant, I kept thinking mm-hmm. about taxes and finding ways to minimize those taxes because, you know, going from 25 to 27, 30, 32 and 37 and so forth tax bracket, it really hits you like you're working so much and you supposedly making so much money, but then give back to Uncle Sam a lot as well. So my research kept going back to real estate all these years as I kept thinking about finding ways to minimize taxes. But I haven't taken action until recently, until seven years ago when I decided that's it, I have to do the research. We have to start investing in real estate. And I I was looking locally at the time, just like everyone else. But I, I live in New Jersey, which is one of the most highest tax states in the area. So finding a property where the numbers would make sense for a former tax accountant ended up to be quite challenging. And I decided that I have to go out of state and find something out of state. And while looking for projects out of state, I came across the world of syndications and I started digging deeper and researching it. And it seemed like a viable strategy. It seemed like a strategy that I can implement and do. So I found the first deal that looked good. So I did a ton of research and I I was still afraid to do it because, you know, let's admit it. I was planning to invest a large sum of money with someone I've never met in person before in mm-hmm. a project that was miles, thousand miles away in a project that I've never seen other than through Google Earth. Where do you, where um, do you live now? Or where, I, where did you live at that time? No, no, I, w- I was still in New Jersey, but the project okay. was in Georgia. It still is in Georgia. But anyway, so, yeah, you know, yeah. it was quite New, scary. New Jersey and- to Georgia. And you're like, what, what is going on? Have you ever been to Georgia before? I have been in Georgia, yeah, okay. but you know, I haven't seen that specific property, that specific yeah. project. So it was yep. challenging. I've done a ton of research to the point where I checked all of the social media profiles of the operator that I connected with. I checked his bio, his education, everything, and it's a funny story. And you know, I'll tell you if I have a few minutes. But you know, anyway, I ended up connecting with some of his former investors, and that gave me by accident and that gave me confidence boost and I invested and it, it turned out to be a really good investment overall. Right. But what happened after that, once you do that first investment, you know, it's like something hits in your head and well, number one, you gain the experience. You've already invested in something. So number one, you know how the process works. You know what to look for. You know how to talk to the operator. You have an idea of what questions to ask. You have an idea of what to look for in the investment overall. And when the second one comes, it's a lot easier because you already have one experience. You know, as a woman, I can compare it to having a baby. You know, when you have the first one, it's like, God, wait, what do you expect? Nobody knows. But for the second or even third or fourth, I mean, I, I have to, and I, you know, I'm happy and blessed, but for people that have more, they say, you know, then it's like automated process more or less. Same here, <laughs> you know, same with investments, if you will. You know, after the first one, you know what to expect. And with every single investment after that, you gain the necessary experience and you gain confidence. It's a lot easier to research and make a decision as to what you want to invest in. Yeah. Same happened with me. And over the years, you know, I've invested in a bunch. And then I realized that this is such a great way to invest, not just for me, but for the people around me. And I was surrounded by other W2IT professionals, friends, family that had no idea what syndication was in the first place, but also wanted to invest in real estate. Mm -hmm. So out of 
conversations and my personal experience, the idea of helping other people build their wealth passively through real estate has been born. And I decided to start my own company, Sema Financial, with that purpose of helping other folks do the same thing. So essentially go through the steps that I went through, but with a shortcut, with my experience and expertise and background, knowing what I went through, knowing what to do and what not to do, I decided to help other people invest in real estate. So that's in a nutshell, my story. Oh, that's so awesome. Did I hear IT in there as well? Yeah. 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 I've been in IT for 20 years. Yeah. What did you do in IT? I have a ton more questions on the real estate, but before we get off. Yeah. Sure. What did you do in IT? So I started out in quality assurance and simply because I had that accounting background and I was able to test accounting and then payroll applications because of my background. But then I've done other things, business analysis, product, project management, program management. But mainly the way I describe it to people is because I knew the business side and I knew how programmers think, I was able to connect the two worlds. I was able to become the liaison between the two worlds. And those are the skills that I've been able to transfer to the real estate because now I'm connecting the two worlds, the world of investors and the world of the syndications. And I help people invest in real estate. I knew there was a reason, one of the reasons that we connected. So I'm also former tech and I've been in tech for 13, 14 years before I went over to, you know, to real estate. And there's a, so many similarities. I talked to a bunch of tech, former tech and, you know, current that are just figuring out, you know, about syndications. And the more they learn, it feels like they're like, how did you do it? I want to follow what you did. And here's another example, uh, you know, you along the way. So I love how those two things came together, though. Tech, uh, like accounting, the numbers, your program management, your, your product management, coders and programmers are trying to put something together. And there's that liaison in between that knows enough about both sides. Everybody's got their goals, desires, dreams, hopes, you know, whether that's their, their inner, you know, personal or their business goals that they have to achieve. And so somebody that can kind of help everyone through that process, you know, that that's where a lot of success happens. So uh, now you're doing that in the syndication, we're helping investors understand the deals and then putting them in the right investment. That's so awesome, Alina. I'm so, so excited for you. So for the real estate, you're invested in a ton of doors today, just kind of real quickly, right? You know, talk about your progression of you invested passively. I did it once, twice, how many times? And then when did you go to be a general partner and, and an active kind of principal? What was that like? What was, tell me about your journey. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember how after how many doors it happens, but essentially I started out with investments in apartments. And that's simply because it was close to home. I used to live in workforce housing when I was going to college. So it was really close to home. I understood the asset class really well. I knew what it's like to live in that type of housing. So it was easy for me to research and understand what was it about. And after I invested, I want to say in about four or five apartment buildings, I realized that there was a way to further diversify the, uh, my portfolio because I started this out with the purpose of diversifying. I already had 401ks and IRAs in place, and that was in Wall Street. Now I needed something else. So yeah. after I invested in a bunch of apartments, my thought process was, okay, I need to diversify further. I have investments across multiple 
markets. Now let's go into another asset class. So I invested, I think I, I started out with the mobile home parks. That was first. Again, the research spoke with a bunch of people that invested in that. And then I invested in a mobile home park myself. And then again, research and so forth before I decided to add yet another asset class. And somewhere along the lines, I realized that, hey, I can help other folks. And so the idea of my company was coming together for, for, for some time at that point. And I formed it about two and a half years ago. And then we help people invest also in mobile home parks, self-storage communities, as well as apartment buildings. But at that time, I was already working as a part of a general partnership team, helping the operators find the investors and bring them to the project. And also along the line, while investing cash, I learned about the self-directed account. So I went through that process myself by opening my own self-directed IRA for myself then opening one for my husband. We had the checkbook IRA, the sole 401k. So I've kind of gone through all the processes and I knew the pros and cons that were there for me personally, for my family. And when people ask me about the self-directed accounts, I typically tell them what I know, but I always ask them to do their own research and decide what works best for them because each situation is different and each self-directed type of account may be good or bad for one person versus the other. There are certain prerequisites that one has to satisfy to determine which account they need to open. But essentially, it helps people further diversify their portfolio and help them lower their risks and, you know, pull some of the money that they have on Wall Street in, you know, within the volatile markets like they are today and have them invested in real estate where the risks are more predictable and they're calculated. And, you know, it's all because we're doing the underwriting. So the risks are calculated based on the predictions we do in our underwriting and we can see what we can expect down the road, five, 10 years down the road and find ways to mitigate those risks. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. I love hearing, you know, all of this, Alina. So if I can repeat a few words that you said multiple times. So for anybody listening, that's a passive investor or trying to figure out how to become a passive investor. I love your analogy. If you've never had a child before, you're not sure what to expect, but once you've had one, you know what to expect and it becomes somewhat of a process. And I understand that having only two little ones, the first one was like, I don't know what to expect. And the second one was like, there is no more fear of the unknown. I knew what to expect and it was much easier. And I don't know if my wife would agree with the same, but I think it was super easy. Like, yeah, "Yeah, babe, you know, she did all the hard work, but anyways, um, once you have the, you know, your first one, your deal syndication, you've invested you kind of know what a PPM looks like. You know about the commit process. You know you got to wire funds. It's no more fear of the unknown. And the other one that I heard you say, uh, a couple words were research and confidence, yep. right? You've done a ton of research. You mentioned in the beginning, you mentioned in the next asset class, mobile home parks, you mentioned in the, in the next self-storage asset class, and you kind of kept doing that research. So it's easier for you to move forward. And then you said, hey, look, it builds confidence. And now I move forward. And for other investors that are watching you do this, they've kind of come to you and you're now doing the same thing for them. Hey, right. make sure you do your own research, right? Absolutely. So, Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about, from a passive investor standpoint, what kind of research, where do I go? What do I do? How do I sure. you know, educate myself? 
Absolutely, absolutely. So for anyone interested in, in investing in a commercial real estate, number one step is education. You need to educate yourself. There is a ton of books and I actually have a library book on my website for anyone interested. I can share the link with you that contains not only real estate books, but it also contains personal development books if anyone is interested because you know if someone for instance is building a business or wants to become a better person overall personal development is absolutely essential in my mind so those are a must but in general you start with commercial real estate books and if you know the asset class you want to invest in then read up about that asset class for instance you know if it's multifamily that's relatively easy because there are tons tons of books on multifamily and again I, I have a ton on, on my website but for those that starting out I would strongly encourage to start with two of the David Lindell books multifamily millions and, and Dave anyway, Lindell he, though is one yeah. of those names and you know once you go check him out you can see you know yep. well respected author coach and investor in this place. he is indeed yeah and he wrote two books and both are highly publicized and highly accepted. And I think those are good educational startup resources to understand how commercial real estate works, to understand the markets. I think one of the books covers actually the market cycle. So it's it's a great exposure. And in addition to that, obviously listening to podcasts, joining meetups, and meetups are easy now. Like you mentioned, Abel, I used to have two meetups because one was in New York, one was in New Jersey. Now they're combined. Now it's one virtual meetup. You know, yeah. people meet. We actually have some folks from California as well because it's virtual. So people can join us from anywhere in the country, in, in the world, really. Mm-hmm. Let me pause here real quick. You started these meetups or yes. you had, okay. Yeah, those are my meetups. I started them actually at the same time as I started my company two and a how, half years ago. Okay, that's yeah. cool. How did you do that? Well, how and why? Hello, hello. This is Abel Pacheco, your host for the Five Talents Podcast. After listening to a few episodes, deep down, do you know that multifamily and commercial real estate investing is one of the best ways to create financial freedom? If you said yes to that question and you are where I was a few years ago, then I'd absolutely love to connect with you. A few years ago, I started personally consuming a ton of real estate education. I traveled all over the country, as many real estate conferences and seminars that I could go to. I took 200 plus hours of real estate education. I spent thousands of dollars along the way. And I did this because I knew the path to financial freedom for me and my family was through commercial real estate and syndication. So if you've made a similar decision, I'd love to connect with you. And potentially in the future, I'd love to partner with you as well. Take a moment, go to 5tcre.com forward slash invest, and I'd love to set up a time to talk. So a couple of reasons. I remember myself seven years ago when I started attending other people meetups. I am by nature an introvert. So when you see those folks sitting in the corner, not talking to anyone, not, not interacting, just waiting for the presenter to start the, the talk. And then once presenter is done, uh, leaving the room first, that was me. You know, I had a hard time starting a conversation with people, being social, just because, you know, I never felt like an expert in the room. I never felt like I had anything to add to a conversation, even though, you know, I probably was the most uh, literate 
tax person in the room, I, but I never thought <laughs> yeah. that way. Yes. yes. So anyway, you know, those personal development books that I mentioned, these are the things along with the people I met over the years have helped me change that and have helped me overcome that fear of talking to people and not being a complete introvert anymore. And those are some of the reasons why I decided to start meetups to help other people get engaged, start conversations and really learn more about real estate. So my meetups are called the power of passive investing. And a lot of speakers that we bring are speaker on passive investing, ways to understand passive investing. Uh, we talk about, you know, education and component. I bring accountants, attorneys, syndicators to the room so they can share their experiences and provide much needed education to people. But I also brought along folks like, for instance, personal development coach into the room. When people want to set up their goals at the beginning of the year, for instance, uh, at the beginning of 2020, in January, I had a personal coach come to us and help us set up the goals for the year. So when the next January comes around, hopefully we can start meeting in person again, we can all hold each other responsible on those goals and see who was able to commit to those goals and actually apply them and achieve their goals. So the meetups are all about helping other people, bring value to folks, educate them on topics and grow together as a community. And we're doing that together as one community because we're virtual now. But again, the hope is that we can go back meeting in person because you know nothing can beat that face-to-face interaction with other people <clears throat> so that part was in meetups and i forgot where we started where was it's it okay going no, no this is good i asked you how and why really how to get started and you talked a little bit about the why and, yeah. and that is you know it's just really good to hear because some people look at maybe us and having this conversation right now, either hearing or listening to it. And they're like, oh, I could never, you know, jump on social media or do some podcasts and things like that. But you were the introvert. You were the person that wasn't willing to go out there and and step out on a limb. And so you kind of push yourself by starting a meetup. There's a good way to push yourself, right? It's like you have to. And by doing so, you also empower other people that don't have the same you know, level of confidence or, you know, just, you know, that what seems to come natural for others. I'm the extrovert and I love doing it. You know, my wife is the exact opposite. We're, you know, very much so I'm the extrovert and she's the introvert. And so I understand how hard it is sometimes for her to go out there. And, and so I, I end up trying to include a lot of people through my actions as well, but that that's really awesome that you do that. Now, how did you do that? Like, what did you do? What were the tactical steps who did you invite and how did you go about doing it? And, you know, yeah. all that good stuff. Yeah. So essentially I had to think of a name and since the concentration for me was passive investing, I decided that the power of passive investing was the best name. And since I wanted to have two meetups, one is in the city, which is close to me because I live in Northern New Jersey and one in New Jersey where I live locally to help folks here. I started two groups. But the goal was to bring people together, give them education. And literally, I started telling people that I met at other meetups and folks that I knew locally and share everywhere on social media and just just call folks and tell them, hey, I'm starting this meetup, come and join us. And it's funny, but I felt like in New York, it was a lot easier because we would. it was all about networking at first without presenters and we would meet in a bar 
And, you know, New York is all about bars. So we'd meet in a bar, grab drinks, start talking. And that was phenomenal. Like, you know, we would for two hours go by. We would forget that we needed to leave and we would continue talking for hours. And then in New Jersey, it was, I felt like it was a little bit more formal, you know, even though I had the presenter, but I allowed some time at the beginning of the meetup at the end, the end to network. And a lot of folks were still like me, like would come to the event, sit down and just wait for the presenter to start. Yeah. And because I remembered how I felt, how I was, you know, introverted and shy and was afraid to talk to people, I deliberately started walking around the room and started a conversation with these people that were sitting down and saying, hey, this is, uh, you know, this is a time allocated to networking. So let's get up. Let's walk over to that group. Let's start talking to them. Why are you here? What's your goals and, and stuff like that? Because I wanted to engage people in the conversation and help each other and at first the groups were small and so what what I did was when I asked everyone to introduce themselves it wasn't just uh, given your name and what you do and stuff I also asked give one of your pain please share with us one of your pain points so if it was something that other people in the room could help we would help each other for instance people would say well, I found this house that I want to buy, but I don't have a good attorney or I need a good contractor. And so people, you know, in the room will just say, oh, hey, I can give you a contractor. I can give you an attorney because it was and it still is all about helping one another to grow. We grow as a community. We help and support another. And who knows, maybe the partnerships are born. And actually, several people have told me that there were a few partnerships that were born out of my meetups, people met at the meetups and they worked together since that point on. So I was really happy to hear that. It's a great outcome. Yeah, awesome. And obviously over the past couple of two and a half years, you've established yourself. People know who you are. By default, you have other investors that you're helping along the way. I'm sure some of them have invested with you. You've learned a ton. Uh, because you bring in development coaches, you bring in, you know, specific experts in their area, and you're attending as well and learning from them. And it's a virtuous cycle. There's so many benefits of starting a meetup. If you're a new general partner listening to this, and you know, you're in city and you're in a market, even if there's already a ton going on right now, it doesn't matter. I would say you reach a specific network and you can help people that only you're going to be able to talk to. I started a meetup about a year, a little over a year ago-ish as well. And, you know, prior to COVID, we were up to 60, 70 people were having a good time. And then, you know, nice. everything happened. So we started switching over to virtual. But, you know, all the things that I talked about that you you gained, you know, I did as well. It was really good. It's really yeah. valuable. It gives you credibility as well. And you meet new people while you're inviting people to speak at your meetup. First of all, you're giving someone else a stage to share what they know and learn. And you're giving them exposure to the people in the room. So potentially they're gaining clients. So I think it's a win-win for both sides. And mm-hmm. you're learning through these experiences as well and meeting new folks along the way. So, yep. Yeah. And for the passive investors that aren't going to virtual meetups like you can also benefit from someone else's hard work, effort, yep. and energy because it takes a lot to kind of coordinate and everything on a consistent basis. 
just go to everyone else's because you're going to learn. You don't have to put anything together. You can network. You can get all the benefit of without having to do any of the work and, you know, just show up. And it's most of the time they're free. <laughs> it beats spending 20 grand, uh, which, Agreed. you know, we've definitely done and more enough guests on our show have done as well. 20, 30, 40, $50,000 or more in education. So yeah, that's awesome. Well, this is all really good. Thank you very much, Alina. So if you can share a couple of, you know, last bits of information from, you know, how you went from a, a passive investor to the general partner, you said, I think I heard you had people ask you. And so then you started educating them and, and that became, you know, one of the things. And today, do you partner with the same team do you partner with different teams? How did you find those partners? Give us, you know, just one or two of the, you know, of the the pathway things that led you to, you know, becoming a, you know, multifamily investor on the active side and how you help people and that kind of thing. That'd be awesome. Sure, sure. <clears throat> well, a couple of things. So first of all, if you want to become active in the space and you want to operate in syndication space, then you have to become authority. You, you have to know what you're doing. So education is the key. Networking is essential because you want to build a team. You want to find the right partners. And for me, it was finding those right partners and partnering up with them on a continuous basis. So of course, there is First time for everything. So you have to start out with some people for the first time. But then as you grow together, as you see that there is a fit, your goals and long-term strategy, uh, long-term goals and strategy align, you continue partnering up and working with the same people and along the same lines. Um, as you're working with investors, as you're building your build business, you need to establish and build your thought leadership platform and that can be done in many different ways. Obviously, you need a website, but you also need credibility to add to that thought leadership. How do you add credibility? It's either your education or your experience or giving value, providing value to other people. How do you provide value? Through seminars, podcasts, by posting on social media. You can use as many as one or as many social media platforms as you like. And it's sky's the limit. Everyone is different. But, you know, the, the idea is to, if you want to pick one, then pick one where you think you will find most of your investors, because essentially you're providing value to the people that you think will potentially decide to become your investors and want to invest with you. Yeah. So think about that. But real estate, just like any other business, is about establishing and building the relationship. And, you know, trust takes a long time to build. And I think Warren Buffett said that it, it takes 20 years, or 30 years to build trust, but then it takes five minutes to, to ruin that credibility. So be, be very careful with that. And, you know, in general, real estate, just like any business is built on relationships. So networking is the key. If you're an introvert uh, like uh, myself, you need to overcome that feeling. Start reaching out to people. Start, start talking to people. Have the conversation. Share your experience. Share your credibility. Share what you can bring to the deal. Build up on that experience, and uh, the sky will be the limit. But you know, patience definitely pays off, and you have to be very, very patient what you're doing. Take one step at a time. Oh, very good. Thank you, Alina. I like everything that you've said you know, pick one thing, right, to start with, right, that thought leadership. If if you like to write, then you're going to start educating yourself on investing and 
in the same same vein, then write it down and put yep. it out there. Uh, do you remember the very first thing you did to establish that? Was that your meetup or did you do like blogs or did you, you know, what was the very first thing you did? So the first thing was actually my website that I initially I created myself, but then I hired someone to refresh it and make it look better. Sure. But after that, the second thing was I started blogging. I started writing article myself. Yeah. And at first I was making up topics, but then I realized I keep getting the same questions from investors. So why don't I just concentrate on answering the questions? So my <laughs> topics became the frequently asked questions from my investors, whatever they were asking about, I would detail it in a topic. And every time or next time the same question would come up, I would say, here's the link, go read it. And guess yeah. what? The questions kind of shrunk and I started spending less time on answering the questions because now they were able to re just read my blogs and get their answers. It was phenomenal. I'm so happy I asked that question <laughs> because that's such a yeah, it's such a practical, tactical thing. I kind of almost forgot that I started a website first, and now as I look at my website, so certain things are like pass the homepage real quickly because yeah. I don't I don't like the way it looks and the content that I put into in, into it in the very beginning. That's literally the first thing I did too. But now I've kind of gone and, and I did social and I pumped a bunch of, you know, information out there. But I'm, you get into that area where there's a bunch of questions. And I'm, I'm sure it's also better for passive investors because I know I had a bunch of questions when I got started as opposed to trying to set up a call and do, just take me to the spot. And, uh, you know, here's the questions I already yeah. answered. That's really good. Yeah. Thank yeah, you very yeah. much. And That's going to help you know, me a ton. Of course, of course. And now I spend a lot more time on LinkedIn because I believe a lot of my personal investors are on LinkedIn as well. These are, you know, professionals that are busy with their either businesses or their W2 jobs. And I, the best way for me to reach them is through LinkedIn. So I try to post my posts. I try to post answers to the questions and other articles that I think are beneficial for both passive or active investors. But as I mentioned, sky is the limit. I know some people are using Facebook, some people are using Instagram and so forth. Some people are just posting YouTube videos. So whatever you think is going to be the best way to reach to your audience, use that. There is no right or wrong answer in this field. I believe that depending on, on the audience, people are using all of the social media platforms and you can reach your investors if you know, you know, which one is preferred method for them. So in, yeah that method and just stick to it. And, and I'm sure you're going to be successful as long as you stick to that method and you consistently post. So what matters is you don't have to be, even if you're a perfectionist, forget about that. You don't have to be perfect. You have to start and you have to keep going. If you keep going, you will become better naturally, but you need to consistently post and your posts have to provide value, whatever it is, written, video, audio, whatever you select. If it provides value, people notice and people start reaching out because they see that you're providing value to them. Yeah, absolutely. So reminder for passive investors, you're listening to this right now and you're trying to get some nuggets for yourself. Rewind what we just talked about. This is not just for general partners. This conversation that we're having right now, because as a passive investor, if you're looking for areas to invest in, you're trying to go back and say, okay, well, what are the ways that syndicators, operators, general partners, principals, whatever, whatever you want to call deal sponsors, we're putting this information out there for one reason, 
to talk to you. <laughs> so we want you to resonate to something what we're saying. And if it we agree, then we'd love you to reach out because we're trying to, you know, get additional investors into our opportunities in the future. We want to connect with you. That's the reason we put education, content. It's it's self-serving. It helps every time we go put something out there, we have to research and educate ourselves. And then when we put it out there, it should be to help you. So if you've resonated with something that Alina said, maybe New York, New Jersey, or market self-storage, mobile home, go reach out to her. She would love you to reach out. To, right, Alina? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Happy to help many people as possible. How do we get in touch with you? So if somebody wants to get into your world, what's the best place for them to go? Or how do they contact you? They can find me either on my website, which is semofinancial.com, or through social media platforms. I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. All right. I haven't quite done it. I have an Instagram page, but I haven't really done a lot of it. And uh, But yeah, Facebook and LinkedIn, and I'm starting a YouTube page now with, with this content. Awesome. So we'll tell you and social when this video comes out and we're excited. So thank you so much, you know, for, for your time. And we really appreciate it. If I can, you know, one more kind of topic or kind of thought process was, was there something that I didn't ask you about today or something, you know, that you were hoping I did. I just, I didn't cover something you want to provide some exposure to any topic in general or, or last wisdom or insight for, for all of our listeners. Sure. I think investing takes uh, time, effort, and patience. And the way we build our business, Semo Financial, is based on the saying that Warren Buffett said many years ago that someone is sitting in the shade today because someone else planted a tree a long time ago. And what I mean by that, if people think that investing in syndications is a get-rich-quick scheme, then they're mistaken. This is not that. This is for people that want to build wealth, build wealth passively or actively, depending on how much sweat equity you want to put in it, and people that are ready to do it for a long time. In the long run, yes, you can build up. And again, how fast it grows depends on your involvement. It's all proportionate, but you can absolutely build wealth and you get benefits not only through the dividends of investing, but also there is a tax component to this as well because you get tax benefits through this. And in addition to that, because we're coming into this project and beautifying the communities, there is a social component as well. So think of it from that perspective. We're coming to these communities, improving these buildings and letting families live there for a very long time, families or singles, whatever it is. We want people to come to our properties and enjoy living there for a long time. We want to have long-term tenants. So there is a social aspect to that as well. If you're all about building wealth, saving on taxes, beautifying communities, and doing it in a very long and slow process, then this is for you. But think about that, educate yourself, and take action. All right. Alina, thank you so much. You've been an amazing guest. And thank you for being so generous with your time. And we sincerely appreciate it. And my name is Abel Pacheco. I'm your host for the Five Towns Commercial Real Estate. This is a great episode. Thank you, Alina. Thank you, Abel. It's my pleasure to be here. I was really excited to be here. Enjoy this. Absolutely. Thank you very much. And if you guys have got some value from today's show, which I'm sure you did, we would love you to go to the Apple iTunes or podcast, leave us a five-star review, leave a note for Alina and reach out to either one of us again. 
look forward to having you on our next show. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Five Talents Podcast. I'm your host, Abel Pacheco. Each week, we're going to bring you interviews from other industry experts and commercial real estate investors who followed their dreams and achieved massive success. If you enjoyed this episode, then you're going to want a copy of our Passive Investor's Guide, Tackling Commercial Real Estate the Easy Way. It's the guide we use to invest in $93 million of commercial real estate. It's a 65-page ebook. It's a great resource to learn the basic mechanics of multifamily syndications. And we're going to show you how to evaluate your next passive investment opportunity. So if you subscribe to our podcast now, leave us a review and a rating, I'm going to give you a free copy. So take a moment to do that now. We'd appreciate it. And then you can register for the book at 5tcre.com forward slash ebook, 5tcre.com forward slash ebook. Let us know and we're going to send you a copy. Thank you so much for subscribing to the Five Talents Podcast.